welcome, welcome to diplomacygames.com. Ambie, you've, you've dragged me to probably the most posh place I've ever been to in my life. I don't know if it's a posh place or a place you take, you know, when you're kind of hooked up with a hooker or something like that. Yeah, where you take like, like a shower. I feel, I feel bad talking. <laughs> talking out loud. Like, guys, this is a scene. We're in this, like, um, curtained environment. And, um, oh, well, thank you very much. I've had that, that's a fantastic bottle. I haven't done my cleanser though, does it matter? You need cleanser afterwards if you want. Beautiful, thank you. And I love the glass. It's a lovely show. It's actually designed. Um, we actually sat with the guys who give supplies this and they um, actually carry a, a range of glassware designed specifically for different uh, grape varietals. Oh yeah. So the way the glassware is shaped is actually informs the way it enters your mouth and so the way you actually taste it, what, what part of the tongue it hits first and then what part it rolls onto next and then so on. And so it's actually between the different grape varietals is actually the big difference in the shape of glass you should be using to drink it, which most people don't think about. Oh, I didn't have, didn't have a clue. No, yeah. you've almost convinced me to move on to... Um, Wine, actually. Can I can I swap <laughs> this to a, for a glass of wine? Yeah, sure. Yeah. No Ooh. problem at all. Wicked. Okay. <laughs> Changing up, Kana. <laughs> oh, how can I go past a you know specially designed glass of um what like glass? Well, this is the wine. this is definitely the uh, most different intro we've ever had. I think for a podcast, we've kind of had a guest guest posting there by. Uh, the bartender who oh, yeah. came into our little alcove in the JFK room. Yeah, as we're saying, right, this is, um, it is the JFK room because there's a portrait of um, John F. Kennedy yep. up on the wall and um, my wine's just arriving. Thank you very much. There you go. Awesome, thank you. Um, that's probably the first bar I've ever gone to that's given us a mouth cleanser prior to drinking. And towels. And towels. Yeah, there is Apparently it's a warm day it's out there. Day I don't, out I don't think it is a warm day. We, we, no, we have chilled towels. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, there we go. And what was the name of this place? Again, it's... Uh, Fuck. Um, oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those um, unadvertised... The cloakroom. The cloakroom. Yeah, so this is a brand new bar that's just opened in Brisbane. Yep. It's literally, as we kind of walked into the place, we thought, are we in the right place or not? Because it was a um, coming down a industrial laneway. And from there, we kind of, I don't know, what was the door? Was that door opening up automatically, the industrial door, or someone let us in? Okay, the yeah, guy pressing the button, I don't know. Yeah, he was quite literally opening up for the evening. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've no idea what he just bought. I think this is just water, because we, we already had a water. No, no, this one's for where you spit your mouth taste there. Your mouth refreshener. Oh, aren't you meant to drink it? You're not meant to swallow the mouth refreshener. Okay. So, um, yeah, we will get to diplomacy one day, folks. Uh, <laughs> but this is this is quite unique. I sp- this is something we haven't had before. So we do have, um, aside from the the, col- the cool towels to warm us, or to cool us down, cool us down. we a have not so a, hot not so hot day, yeah. um, a ref a palate cleanser a palate that they cleanser. just brought to us, which I assume they're going to charge us for anyway. <laughs> no doubt. And it was a some type of rosé with... What else did he say? Rosé with something. It was like a... Uzo. Uzo? Was it, I thought it was a spritzer or something. Spritzer. Oh my anyway, 
Oh, it smells! Let's do a cheese on this one. Cheese on the mountain wow. refreshment. And a bit of a gargle and a spit in it. I'm not gonna spit that, that tastes too good. <laughs> Up to you. Up to you, sir. I'm paying good money for this, no doubt, so. Um... <laughs> yeah, we will be. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, so, diplomacy. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just totally overwhelmed by this um, environment. Mm. So it's been um, it's been a busy time again. Pretty eventful last couple of weeks. Um, Very eventful. Well, not to let not mention your pirates ferry is now um, up and running as it should be. Yes, it is. Yes, well, so yeah. Well, sorry. Yes, the um, the pirates variant is now being sorry the changes which I've been talking about for quite a while. Yep. Um, Ollie being you know delivering on the money so to speak has uh, made the rule change that should fix a whole heap of issues. Yes. So uh, the Pirates variant was one I developed years ago now, with all his help. Yep. Um, set in the... Hurricanes and fleets and yep. frigates. And yep. So set in the Caribbean with 13 players, there's five nations, five privateers, which are associated with the nations. And right. Yep. What's that mean? Oh, I can't remember how many. Fuck, I can't remember how many people are now. There's and then there's and then pirates, there's full on pirates, yeah, yeah standalone pirates. And there's special rule. And this is the thing about this particular variant. There's so these special rules around a uh, a privateer who obviously has received a let letters patent from a, a country. That's right. Um, yeah. They can't attack that player, and that yep. player can't attack the privateer, but they can attack anybody else. Can um, they take down for their allies' supply center? I think if it was a yeah, yeah theoretically yes. Like for example, if you were um, uh, the English and I was Captain Morgan, yes. and you kind of say you know, obviously in the game, um, look, I need you know your things are a bit tight at the moment. Can you throw me an SC? Yep. Just vacate it, then that's cool. Okay, but you, but you can't, can't actually physically fight. You can't move to a spot that that person is in. Yeah, I don't know about or, bouncing. Yeah, how does bouncing? Yeah, work? fuck so if I know. Look, stuff. I only made the variant. I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now I remember when you were um, talking about actually designing this variant, mm. and you're throwing ideas out there, and um, this idea of privateering um, popped up as, yep. as a direct kind of result to making it historical, a, a historical. Yep. Um, but the thing about the, the the variant, which sort of throws, I think, many players off, is that a lot of these fleet uh, frigates, or is it clippers? Well, frigates have double strength. I think when they're frigates have double strength, attack, and attacking. clippers can move two spaces. two spaces. Yeah. And what made it really daunting for a lot of players was that when a clipper is forced to retreat, it could retreat two, two places. places. So essentially, it could, you know, use that retreat as a massive advantage in an attack. And that happened over and over again. I mean, yeah. obviously, in a normal game of diplomacy, where you get, you know, you have a retreat option. Mm-hmm. You just retreat to the territories that are available within one, so one adjacent um, territory yes. to yourself. Yep. Um, and that kind of helps players who have been able to, you know, to, to um, dislodge, you know, somebody to make sure that they, you know, they can kind of ca- carry their base, sorry, cover their bases, cover their bases, so that they can't get behind your lines. Essentially, you're causing them to retreat in a managed direction. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They, they can actually kind of they kind of tack forwards. Yes. Uh, as opposed to that other variant you talked about last time around. Now there's other there's a couple of other variants that also have the two move yep. unit rule, and that's um, 
Germany, Germany 1648, is it? 1648 and Kaoktopi, also oh, okay. like that. Yeah. Rat Wars does as well, but because there's no diagonal real movement with Rat Wars, it's not really an issue. Um, but the whole point of sort of bringing this up is that that retreating rule has now been changed for the Pirates variant. Um, and this was, this was critical because, you know, when you were able to retreat two spaces, and when I say retreat, I mean in inverted commas, you can easily quite jump over your enemy and go straight into their back lines yeah, and cause all yeah. sorts of hell within their supply centres. And havoc, yeah. So it was virtually impossible for even a really, really good player to kind of prevent that occurring. Yes. So yes. now this has been fixed by Ollie, and so, I kind so of... the fix is that retreats can only retreat, retreat one. one space. Yep. You can still attack two, but you can only retreat one. Okay. And that's fantastic, you know, being able to almost strategize around this you know, extra movement. And it'd be really cool to see that um, rule being put into place for a couple of the other um, like more crazier ones that do allow sort of two move spaces on uh, movements and only allow retreats for one. Because, I, okay, you've, you've got a retreat, your fleets have been damaged, yeah, mm -hmm. or in the Germany yeah. variant, your, your, your knights have been routed. Yep. You don't have a full strength. You can't move a full complement. Your your horses injured. Your horses are injured. You're going to have to limp yep. to safety. Not you know. Jump you can only go as fast as, you, as your horse can walk. It can't run anymore. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. But um, the good thing about this is, as you said, it, it should be able to then be implemented across a whole heap of other variants. Yes. Um, and of course, one of those which I've already told Ollie about is like with the upcoming new Sengoku map. Oh, yeah. I reckon that yeah. will allow me to do ninjas versus samurai. Yeah, which you've spoken about um, in previous Ad, times. Ad infinitum. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll wait and see. Uh, okay, other variants which are in development. Um, we've got Western World 901. Yeah. Being developed over at the lab, and that's essentially um, taking the known world map and just focusing on the region of Europe with a little bit of North Africa. Yep. Uh, around so it's like cleaving the map. Yep. Um, there's, there's a few changes in mm. some of the regions. There's an extra power put there. Um, oh, okay. Uh, where there wasn't one prior. Um, and there's a couple of regions which have been thrown in, um, particularly around the southeast corner of the map. Um, and there's a couple of changes on the western fringe, just connecting up uh, territories which weren't connected previously in um, Known World 901. Yep. Um, just to make it, and I, I can see why he's done it, to make it more uh, free, smooth flowing uh, map. Yep. So, so yeah, that's being developed at the moment over at the lab. Um, I sent Flame some maps. And since we last chatted, the Napoleonic variant has obviously now also gone live on Vedic. Oh yes, and let's cheers our red wine for oh, that. Oh yes. This is the first two red oh, wines. Yeah, first two red wine. All right. That's a wooden wine. Yeah. I know. I can't remember where we had this. Well, I had this one. Was it at the Savile Row? Uh, yeah, it was at Savile Row. The, the red door. Orange. Orange door. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to the charcoal door when we kind of came up the stairs here. Oh yeah, that is nice. And it's just hitting the palette at the right angle. 
Oh, it's because you kind of spat all your spritzer out or whatever it was. I was a uncouth drunk and drank all mine. Um, so, yeah, so that's going on. Um, there's obviously that, that Sengoku variant, which is still coming along quite nicely, and there's been a number of posts around that. With oh, yeah, Bruce and Ollie's pretty much said he's going to work on that, and mm. when Ollie makes that choice to work on something, it usually happens. Mm. So, looking forward to seeing that updated... Sengoku. I do hope that we keep both variants. Yeah, so we keep an older yeah. version yeah, and yeah. a new version, both playable. Um, like similar to how we've worked in World War Four um, onto the server, is that we have well, the old on, version yep. and a new version. Well, like 1066 is three different versions of it. That's right, and to allow the best version to sort of survive, hmm. people would graduate, graduate, graduate to the best version. That's Speaking of 1066, I um, I was thinking of having a tournament around it. A tournament? Yeah. What sort of tournament? Well, actually, initially I was thinking of something where you'd play, um, you know, because there's only three players in the game. So let's say yep. you take version three, which is the most up-to-date version, which I think is generally the most balanced. And, you know, it could just be a real short, sharp tournament of, you know, you play England, then you play France, then you play the Norwegians. Yes. But just when you were saying that, then it got me thinking, well, maybe you do make it a broader tournament and you actually make it, you do that same thing, but you do it across all three versions. Or is that just too cumbersome? Well, why not? You get a great depth of understanding between it, isn't it? You know, you think you know something and then it changes. You've got yeah. that element. Why not do, like, three games of three? Of three? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, okay, instead of doing each of the versions, you do take the latest version and you essentially play as you were saying each country yeah but you do that three times so you play norwegian three times oh yeah okay, to allow for because it's a fog of war map yeah right so there's sort of that element of chance but the thing i liked about the um you know the, the, the x by x tournaments mm. which have been running and that i've semi-participated and I do like the idea of is that you get to experiment with all the countries but you get a greater understanding of what's happening on the board from the perspective of other countries mm -hmm. now with a fog of war map you're not getting that perspective of what the other countries are choosing to do straight yes. away yep. right yep. so in my thinking to arrange a tournament around this you would want to play each power three times in order to get a greater sense of what's happening on the map that you can't see. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, whilst you were saying that, I was thinking maybe instead of doing it, each player playing each country three times, you have only playing twice, so a total of six games, yep. and whether you do half gunboat, half full press. Yeah, now that would change it all again, so one gunboat, one full press for each country. There you go, there's your tournament. There we go. But then, does that create an expectation? I mean, I don't, I don't have the time to kind of run a sophisticated tournament of more than, say, three people. <laughs> Do you think that's an issue? Probably good. Still good. Good at the moment, thanks. Tough. Still good, thank you. Thank you. I don't see that being a... Yes, six players. Six players? Three players? Yeah, three players. Not or you could actually do six players and do like you know leagues, maybe. 
I don't know how that would work. Maybe the whoever gets the most points progress through to like a final, which is like the final three or something. Yeah, look, I think I think as a as a community, I'm, I'm overthinking this. You know, aren't I? Yeah, look, honestly, I think as a community, we're sort of a bit over fixated on um, the rankings of what occurs in these tournaments. You know, I know I joined up these on these known world ones for for a laugh because I wanted to really um, just have a go at each country, um, and I've, I've noticed with a lot of these tournaments that players get really fixated as to their rank in regards to that tournament instead of just playing it for fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even on the Hall of Fame. I couldn't give a toss who I played. What are you talking about? I thought you kind of were just almost in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I've, I've, come, very, I've come very close. Weren't you recent. coming 101st? 101. Yeah, I've, I'm not in it, am I? Well, I don't know. Maybe that's it's been a while ago. You might have actually kind of crept in there. Have you kind of played any games lately? Oh, I lost a game recently. Oh, well, that's not going to help you, is it? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Thank you. See, I'm uh, not there. Yeah, nah, you're not no, in the top I'm not, not even in the top hundred. Oh shit, know. I'm coming eightieth now. Oh god, I'm. Yeah. I'm really you, slipping. You're on a massive going downward spiral. I oh, am. Yeah, it's all the bloody un games that are unrated. Actually, while we're here, we may as well do the. Um, no, do don't the, worry about that. No, no, do the names. No, no, no don't do no, that. Okay. No, yeah. that's that's. I mean, don't want to do that. So, um, games that are currently going on and other things. So, more of a round-the-grounds type of thing. Okay. So, uh, we've both been in separate 1860 Falcon games. games, which is another variant which came out, which is cool. So, how are you going? Um, I, I, I was trashed, destroyed. Um, and through my own fault, I started off as Austria-Hungary and uh, pretty much decided that Italy was going to be the main threat. And it being a gunboat, I um, I pretty much threw all my uh, units towards Italy, trying to and deciding that obviously, just obviously, um, Serbia would pick up on that move and go, oh yeah, he's not a threat to me, he's attacking the greater threat. I'm either going to assist him or go another direction. Um, in fact, the opposite happened, and Serbia just attacked me and continued to attack me, even though I was throwing my armies against Italy, the greater threat. And Serbia couldn't see the greater threat, mm. decided to go at me. Um, and so I just sort of went, nah, okay. I pulled all my armies back from Italy and just went 100% against Serbia on yep. a suicide run. Yep. Yep. I just went, nah, I'm going to attack you. I want you destroyed from the board. Um, based on the map that I can see being mostly green, that obviously didn't work out for you. Well, I didn't. It was just, like I said, it was, a, it was a suicide run. It's like, okay, I'm in a situation either I, you know, either I attack Serbia and try and teach him a lesson because yep. he's going to take all my units anyway. If I don't, um, there's no point attacking Italy because no one else is. Other people can't see this issue, so I'm just going to attack my main protagonist and take him down with me. I do that sometimes, you know. It's, oh, yeah, look, we've all we've all been there. We've all been there. We've all got our weird strategies when it comes to when we're not doing well, what we do. Yeah. So, like in my yeah. 1860 game, which because yours was an anonymous game, wasn't it? But yeah, it's, it's since finished. It's since finished. Who won? Um, Mayor of Munster won. Yeah, there you go. And um, oh, also we've got a shout out from C. Durick. C.J. 
Urich. Right. Um, giving us a shout out, saying that he listens to every episode. So. Oh, there you go. That's nice. G'day, CJ Urich. G'day, CJ. Yep. Um, look, I was in a little slightly similar bind to yourself in the game that I'm still presently in, but it's uh, everyone knows who everybody is, so it's no problem with that. Um, where I was playing, or am playing Romania, and um, managed to kind of ally pretty early on with everybody around me, which is always a good thing, but decided to gang up on uh, Turkey until my good friends Greece and particularly Bulgaria decided they weren't going to give me any Turkey. And okay, who's, then, who's playing? Who's playing Greece and Bulgaria? So Greece is Strategos. Yep. And Bulgaria is this world could be so different. Oh, I see. Okay. Yep. Uh, and around the same time that I started getting into a shit fight with them, uh, both Serbia and Austria also thought, "Hey, it'd be a good time to attack me." <laughs> so you're <laughs> screwed. Yes. Yeah. So um, thanks, Captain Mean, for stabbing me when he was Serbia and. Uh, Austria being Abadu, he's uh, he's actually played well because not only did he stab me, but then whilst uh, Captain was stabbing me, he then stabbed Captain. So, so <laughs> Captain and I are on the way out. Abadu, do, do, is doing well. Abadu is, yes. Yeah. Just Abadu. like Wagadu. Like Wagadu. Unstoppable when they hit a critical mass. Well, he's almost got the top, whole top mm-hmm. border of the map. Yep. Yeah. So he's plunging on very, very nicely there. Um, other games, from my point of view, um, actually, to be honest, I'm playing all my games at the moment on V-Diplomacy, um, and I think I mentioned in the last episode that I'd been invited to play in the third round of the online Diplomacy Championship over at Playdip. Yeah, third round. And you were like, ooh, that was a bit, a bit odd, seeing you lost, sorry, seeing you yes, CD'd yeah, yeah, or yeah, NMR'd in yeah. two games. And... Um, the tournament directors kind of uh, must have been checking their stats and went, yes, he has CD in two games, so sorry, we're revoking your invitation. Oh, Andy. <laughs> oh, how does that make you oh, feel? The pain. Oh, the pain. Oh, okay, well. So um, that happened, and um, I think in the last episode I mentioned also in the Disillusion game, which was, you know, the fall of the Soviet Union variant. Oh, yeah. So, um, I had been knocked yeah. out of that already. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that game is now over, and I actually haven't got the details of who won, so my apologies on that. But um, the thing that I found really interesting once I actually got eliminated, and I hadn't actually worked this out, was that eliminated players actually continue to play in the game when it comes to their favours they allocate towards the um, what's called diplomacy points for nuclear powers. Oh, that makes a big difference to it too, mm, doesn't, does, it? doesn't you it? You can alter things in the background. So and that's actually a really good idea to keep um, players engaged. involved in the game up until the end, which yeah. is often something which, you know, when you're... Uh, even even games which have a lot of interest to start off with, um, trying to get an end-of-game statement from players can be really tough, particularly yep. if they were knocked out early or mid-game, yeah. um, because they've, they've just switched off and they're not interested in it anymore. So I, I don't know from no pun intended whether he actually heard back from other players, sorry, whether other players continued to engage in the game. Yeah. Um, I did. And um, I was following that, that tried and, and true strategy of everyone's fucked me over, so I'm going to fuck them all over. <laughs> Give that a go, yeah. And literally uh, every single turn that I could allocate my little points towards help to doing crazy shit with the neutral nuclear powers, um, I would kind of, <laughs> I would share my love against 
every player <laughs> progressively from one term to a next. And then I started actually telling them, you know, I'm doing this. And then they all started trying to get, try to convince me to do something oh, no, else. I'm no, going, no, 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 no. And I said, it's okay. I've already, I've already, I've sent it. This is already sent my love here. to you previously. And I'm going to do this guy. I'm not going to say who I'm going to win, but I'm going to do this. So um, that's all over now, which was, it's a good game. It's a fun game. But um, I must admit, I, I do find it annoying having to gravitate between different um different websites the user interface does my head in um going from one type of user interface to another yeah i do find that uh particularly tricky yeah. e- even if even if just on be diplomacy moving um from uh, drop down orders to the interactive map mm. just getting my head around um changing what i'm used to mm-hmm. into doing it in a, a, a different format yep yeah um it's not so bad moving I guess from email to the website or you know papers website but it's kind of like the difference between using Windows and Macs yeah Windows and Apple yeah 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 Yeah, I mean they're they're very similar functions but they're both computers but there's two totally different ways of using them yeah very different (laughs) ways of yeah and I agree with you entirely I, I, I do that trick I find that tricky and I find that's one of the reasons I don't really play on PlayDiv mm. one thing that we had previously talked about PlayDiv you know how they've got all these different special rule variations that you can apply to games yep and one of which was Age of Empires which I think was the idea of you start with a single SC and then you progressively build out from that so that in a classic board yes you may start as France but you don't you actually start with Paris you know what I mean yep um, and I believe from over at the Diplo lab, Diplo Mail lab, the Russian lab, the oh, 1898 yeah. variant yeah. that yeah. Blaine's putting together there follows a very similar principle. Like you only start with one SC within each of those seven countries, and then from there you build out. From memory, it's the first two years of where you're sort of what supply and then, centers oh, you yeah, end and up taking, your home they centers. become your home centers. Yeah, I don't know if that's a, if that's applying in this one or not. I'm not sure. I haven't really followed that one closely. Mm. Um, but that, again, is another variant that's being developed, which is really cool. How are you going on that uh, World World War Four game? World War IV game, yeah. The oh. one that I got knocked out from. Um, well, last time, you hadn't quite got knocked out in, but oh, the writing was well and happen. truly yeah, right on the yeah, wall. Yeah. And, and they never kind of really set up that, that wildlife sanctuary park for crazed Texans, did they? Uh, no, 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 they didn't. And there's not even an it, ounce of territory that left. was my colour, even. So it's it, I've been entirely engulfed. There's not a trace of Kana left on the board, unfortunately. Um, well, and it doesn't look like there's going to be much left of... Um, of Ambi. Of Ambi, either. <laughs> what happened there, mate? I don't know. I don't know what it is at the moment, but I keep getting. Whether we're talking about, say, the Disillusion game, whether we're talking around that 1860 Balkans game, or this Furnace of Affliction game, I've just got this uncanny ability at the moment for everyone to decide to fucking stab me all at once. <laughs> all my neighbours. No fucking. We're all going to get rid of him. And I'm getting really sh- jack shit of it, to be perfectly honest. Um, now, so, so, so the fact I'm, that Congo's attacking you has got nothing to do with your attack on him that didn't work earlier in the game. Uh, I'm not going to say that. I'm sure 
from his perspective, there was a breach of trust, and I, if I was in his shoes, I'd agree with that. Okay, cool, no problem. But it was, it was a. That would have worked perfectly fine if I actually, as I said in the last episode, if Argentina had kind of cut support, and I would have then been, you know, the story would be totally different. Okay. But um, at the same time that uh, Congo decided to uh, stab me. That was literally the same time that Catholica and Amazon stabbed me, and um, yeah, I can see very, very quickly that I'm just going to be. If the best case scenario, I'll be somebody's bitch, with yeah, maybe yeah, you might, one or two supply centres yeah, in that. I'm yeah, down at, to two at, at the moment. At, at this stage, you know, you might survive in Egypt if you're lucky. Well, um, Arabia's helping me out there. After I, I kind of. I, I won't say I stabbed. I just didn't consciously help uh, Turkey against Arabia. I had started, yep. but then once it became clear that um, all the other assholes were out to get me, mm-hmm. and um, Turkey was allied with one of those assholes, being Catholica, <laughs> I wasn't going to help him anymore, was I? So I kind of started helping Arabia and actually got helped Arabia get back into Israel. Um, so. Um, whilst I say assholes, I say it in a, in a lovingly affectionate um, manner. Yep. So, um, well, Hernsiage obviously was Catholica, so he's a he's a nice asshole. Um, Amazon is Shah, he's a good asshole too. So, and of course, Congo is. is how do you pronounce it? Is it Bochacool? Um, Congo? Yeah, Bochacool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, you guys know who you are. Um, well played at the end of the day and I hold no animosity because this is diplomacy and it's all about stabbing someone before they stab you not that it matters because I already stabbed him anyway I think Bo- that's right isn't it? Bocul? Bocu- yeah you're right yeah, yeah that's a hard one Bocul that'd yeah. be a good one for when we get around to the next Hall of Fame one update so um, yeah as I said I'm out on the way out I reckon I'm going to have the only chance I'm going to survive this is if I just become a bitch to someone to survive yeah yeah, yeah. So, speaking of being a bitch, um, in another game that I'm in, which we won't talk about because it's actually a... It's still ongoing. It's ongoing and I'm anonymous. It's an anonymous game. But um, it's one of those things at the moment where it touches on that paradigm of what happens where there's a perception that there's a stalemate line that is unbreakable and that nobody is prepared to stab and everyone's put in draws except for maybe one or two players. Yep. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's a tricky one, isn't it? So so the official policy is, uh, I believe, it's, you know, if the game's been stalemated for five in-game years, so ten turns. Is there actually a... a, a is that like um, official rules or that's just like diplomacy law? Oh. L-O-R-E, not L-A-W. As to actually whether it pops up on the rules on the site um yeah look it's been so long since i've looked at them but i'm that this is the working thing you know if the game has been stalemated for 10 turns there has been no change in those 10 turns and a player's just holding out to be a you know a prick i don't know um, if the, i don't know i don't know if this the players... mods would step in and do it and that we've done that in the past mm. we've, we've had a few games where the mods have stepped in and said okay this game is obviously stalemated you know. Yeah. Well, the thing so is, so the, the, the policy okay. there is <laughs> contacting each of those players yeah. and saying, "Can you give us 
some sort of logical explanation as to why you're holding out on a soulmate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if that seems to be a rational reason, then everything's all good. Yeah. If, if it seems to be that that player sees something that the mods can't see, yeah. Or the other players and the other players can't see who have been asking for the draw, then the mods will hold off from drawing that force drawing. Yep. Um, obviously, it's a, so such a hard one to talk around because it's an ongoing game that you're specifically referring to in the sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't understand why sometimes a player may choose that because they kind of think, well, and I'll, I'll be honest, I've... I've been in other games just like this where um, you may find uh, a number of larger players, a couple of smaller players, yep. and um, someone who's holding out, holding out quite rationally on the basis of, um, let's say there's I know, seven players in a big game, okay? okay. And three of them are, um, are, are big, big players, and there's four, kind of like the furnace of affliction game, there's four bitches on the, on the board. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, it may be quite a deliberate strategy to try to subtly convince the other, sorry, the other big players to just let's just kill off all these little, you know, yeah. bitches on the side because that way we can draw. We all get a bigger share of the pot. We all get to, you know, pay each other on the back. And so, yeah. So I can think I can see there's some some valid reasons behind that. I just hope it wouldn't be something like um, drags on and on. Drags on because um, you're hoping that someone's going to NMR no, and as a result you're going to get a breakthrough because no. that would so be pretty poor form, I think. We've been given um, legitimate reasoning behind why the draw is not being given, given a certain scenario, yep, yep. which is not occurring yet. But so it could happen. It could happen. Yes. And it's a. I assume it's a. It's a, it's a, it's actually a well thought logical there's, scenario. There's a well argued scenario there that if this occurrence was to happen, yeah, then it could provide whole, the breakthrough. It could provide a breakthrough in the stalemate line. Um, now, obviously, would go obviously would straight away draw it if there was no chance of yeah, that yeah, ever yeah. occurring. Um, and the other extingent circumstance in this one is it's actually part of a tournament right mm -hmm. so it's in the player's best interest to actually have less people in the draw yep in the rank of that tournament in and of itself i can understand yeah. that i'm not worrying about that type of thing in my tournaments that i'm in because i'm just so poorly <laughs> but i can understand yeah, how others would consider that to be yeah, a true badge of honor yeah. uh in getting themselves up the the tawny rankings that's and look, right, hey, yeah. I, that's it. I, I can't complain. You saw how I was bloody holding out in the boss game to come fifth of all things because <laughs> I wasn't prepared to come seventh. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that's, that one's going on at the moment. Uh, you're out the door. I'm almost out the door. Um, are you in any of the Napoleonic games? No, I thought about jumping in, but work's just been crazy hectic at the moment, and I'm just. I've, I'm not able to really fully commit to a level I want to have if I'm going to be jumping into new games at the moment. I did, however, finish a game uh, recently, uh, Vikings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, An oldie but a goodie. It's an oldie but a goodie, and I do love the map, and that's why I converted it for diplomacy. Um, I won it. 
here, but I can't really brag about it. Because essentially what... This isn't one of these ones where you kind of come first, but you come first because everyone else just kind of NMRs before you kind well, of walk on them. Actually, this, this lines up with one of the highest ranking pet peeves that was given to us. Right. right, yep. Jeez, uh, sorry, we are not sticking to script. We are just so fucking over the place today, but keep yeah, going, yep. Yeah, no, it does. Um, whereby a player decides that they're not going to NMR, they're not going to go into civil disorder, however, they just enter all holds. But when you dislodge one of their units, they retreat it. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. They don't, they don't bother supporting themselves, they don't bother trying to save themselves. So, sorry, they're not even supporting themselves? No. Is this just, what happened in your game? Exactly. Or is this exactly a pet peeve? What or happened. both? This is a pet peeve and this is exactly oh, what happened in okay. this game. Okay. Right, so I was playing... Um, this is a pet peeve, of course, that people have submitted to us by the website. Yeah, or by, by the forums. By, yeah, yeah. by the forums, right. So I was playing Eastern Roman Empire um, and I quickly gained an alliance with the Slavic nations to my north. Right. Because that was a very quick and fast-forming relationship, I thought, okay, well, my other obvious target is the Arab Caliphates. Who was in, you know, in chat too? I should bring um, up this game because I know what you're talking about. will just bring up the map so you get an idea. Uh, that's a good idea. So the Eastern, um, the Eastern Roman Empire is pretty Byzantium, essentially. And so I stabbed the Arab Caliphates. What's this um, game called? What's the variant called? Crusades? No. Not Crusades. Uh, no, no, no. It's called. It's called. It's called. It's called Viking Vikings. Oh god! Yeah. Why do I think it was bloody Crusades? Okay. Probably because so you had the um, Byzantines in there. Well, they were there. They were well, there Byzantines for a long time. Were, yeah, they were there throughout the whole Viking era. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And anyway. Crusades. Anyway, keep going. So um, I stabbed uh, the oh, Arabs Slavic, yeah. essentially, and the second I stabbed the guy. He then began to not even bother. He just would enter all holds with his units, unless mm -hmm. I was, if, unless I dislodged one of his units, in which case he would retreat it to whatever territory was there. Yep. Right? And his only interaction with the game was retreats and disbands. He didn't enter moves. He just entered holds. Right? Mm -hmm. Which is incredibly unfair. So I pretty much um, gained easy control over the entire of the area of the Mediterranean without any any battle, any having having any thought, yeah, to it. Yeah, and and okay, so here's the. Here's it's a hollow victory, isn't it? It's a hollow, and it's a you know, it's not very, it's not a very nice victory need, to win need, on this. You need to have a better victory. Yeah, exactly. But you, know, you can't. Yes, I mean, won, you can't be responsible for this. You know what I mean? I know, right? But but here's the clincher. You're not going to say no to. Yeah, not going to say no to spare SCs. But when someone just throws away their country, yeah, you know, uh, at the first whiff of trouble. Then you know what's the point of actually battling in the game? Yeah. Particularly on this one, which is, has um, a, a, a reduced amount of supply centers needed to win. It's not even. It's not half on on, on the uh, the way the variant's been designed uh, of the board. But here's the clincher, right? So mm -hmm. at the end of the game, when I've won, the Arab nations then writes, "Good game all. Best of luck to the small countries. I hope you bring it back." Right, and that's just like a slap in the face. The guy's been non-active this entire game, so I write back to him, "No, not a good game. You basically rolled over and did absolutely nothing whilst I took all your centers. Bad sportsmanship. Very Trumpism. Very Trumpism. Bad, 
bad sports hashtag hashtag bad sportsmanship. <laughs> oh, anyway, well. but you know, look. Having said that, I love the map. I love the map. Um, I, honestly, I joined up to it just assuming, as um, as I said earlier, you know, it's, it's, it's a reduced amount of supply centers needed for the win, so it's not fifty percent of it. Okay. And I joined up just assuming that the game creator had actually changed the amount of supply centers needed to win to 50%, um, which most people do when they um, start, when they make a game of this variant. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, where, but in this case he hadn't, and I was kind of stuck in a game where I wasn't really um, wanting... Yeah, I, I, it was one of those ones where I didn't want the win based on some killer just rolling over. So, I mean, yeah. apart from Arabia rolling over, how did the rest of your game go, though? So let's look on the let's look at the other side of things. How how did well, you how did you play with against again, the other like, players? Like it was a hollow victory. So, I, like I said, I, I pretty much uh, made peace with the Slavic nation straight away. Um, I did a bit of stabbing on both uh, the dark green and the light green player, which is the um, which is France and Burgundy uh, to get the win and. To actually get me over the line, I did stab Slavic at the at the final one just to just to finish it off. Um, but again, you know, like it, yeah. I think enough said about this. Other than it, it can be a really fun variant. Speria gets a, you know a hard rap starting the way it does. So on, the, on the board, let's talk a little bit more about the variant because you've talked more about your experience and your pet peeve and how that aligns to other. Well, pet not just peeves. mine. Like lots no, of no, pet no. no. I, I said, I said how it aligned to others. Okay, pet peeves. Yep, yep. Okay. So don't worry. It's not just you. It's not yep. just all about you. Okay. So um, that being said, you did actually bring this one to the diplomacy community. Uh, initially, obviously developed by Joe Jambu. Yep. It's a pretty awesome name. Um, you kind of brought this along. How many years ago was this? A few years ago? Oh, it's a few four? years ago now. Four, five, maybe. It's um, not a bad map. It's quite a nice map. One of the lesser known things about it is that river system that runs from the um, Black Sea all the way up to the Baltic Sea. Yep. Is you can convoy armies along it. You can convoy armies along it? Yeah. So, oh, fuck. How does that work then? So, is, are they, yeah, so considered, say, are they coded as... It's sea. They can't mention coders coastal territories, are they? Yeah. But you normally can't convoy through a coastal territory. It's the same hack that allows for islands to convoy in World War Six Point One, World War Four Six Point Two. Ah, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Um, so, so basically, more hacking uh, code. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so basically, a fleet in uh, Vladimir can convoy an army from Rostov to the Khazar Empire. Gotcha. Yep. That's pretty clever. Yeah, it's a clever little bit of code, and we were able to use that to allow for islands to convoy. Um, in, and Zeus, the Zeus variant, does a similar thing. The other thing about it is you, you do have a number of uh, neutral centres on the board. Yeah, and um, this was actually... The, sorry, I'll just jump in here, because that, that's also another thing. This was the first variant where we where Ollie managed to get two neutrals... Self-supporting. Self-supporting each other, whilst there was a neutral next to each other. So that was another pretty cool piece of code that was hacked into it. Yeah, I like that, because I think that's, um, that's an interesting, um, it's an uh, interesting blockage, twist, I suppose. Yeah. So it kind of ha makes it a little bit harder to say, um, 
either the Eastern Roman Empire or the Arabs to make a um, make ground around uh, Egypt and, and the Middle and um, the Holy Land, uh, and likewise Buddha, Buddha and, and Pest. Pest. Yep. You've and got this whole configuration between the Slavic nations, the Eastern Roman Empire, and also France that can kind of move in there, but you can e easily kind of then start doing supports to somebody else's self-supporting, which makes it very hard to create a stomach line. I did notice, though, and I don't know why it is, maybe it's just a, a coding error, but London on the map seems to be the same colour as those other two centres, but there doesn't seem to be a self-supporting thing unless Hastings is meant to be that same way too. No, you know? London is just a standing army, similar to known world. Oh, so these standing armies and just ordinary orange type of, you know, default orange, um, so, so non-playing non player, that's just a, that's a neutral SC with no army, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. So Brussels would have no army in it, that's but right, London, but London would. has an army. Yeah, ah. so so the light yellow are the um, regions that have standing armies, and if they're adjacent to a standing army, then they self-support. Yep. Yep. Great. Thank you. Okay. Cool. So have you played this one before? A number of times. I have played it a few times. Yeah. I like Steria, The way it starts being kind of. Um, like a, it kind of looks like a, a delta running into um, the Slavic nations' lands. They get a really hard rap because um, uh, the Slavic. So what are, you, what are you talking about? This is the this, um, this orangey. Oh color, yeah, yeah. Sweden. Oh, Stierge. Stieria. Isn't that isn't that Sweden? Isn't so the G is a silent Stieria. Is it? Sweden, oh. Sweden. Yeah. Giving me um, language lessons, Kana. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're, they're they're actually quite easily attacked. They're, they're very um, very exposed because they're smack in the middle of um, Slavic nations from Denmark from and Norway. Norway, who often see the game through to the end. Um, one or the other of France and Burgundy often see the game through to the end of the other to it, but they don't often both see the game through to the end. Yeah, it's a nicely balanced map. You know what I mean? Like there's all these. Um, I was say nicely balanced. There's all these. Um, random elements you know what i mean where a lot of powers have a bipolar or multipolar base of operations so slavic nations as an example you've got some parts which are like traditional russia on a normal board but yep. then you've got sporadic amounts down in the balkans and also in you know poland type of area um the danes are like all over the baltic you know they're doing their whole Norman type of knights for you know bashing into Normandy and and taking over bits of England the Norwegians Sorry, I was saying Danes, but anyway, I was mean Denmark but anyway, The Norwegians are doing the same thing within Scandinavia, Iceland, you know Scotland Ireland and bits of France uh, The whole of France is kind of split in two um, the only one, and you know, I said before, Arabia split into two, Eastern Roman Empire split into two. The only one that's actually a single entity on the board is um, Burgundy. Yeah. But that being said, it's in a very precarious position where, you know, many other players can start taking bites out of it. So it's a, it's a challenging map. So. So I'll just jump in here. Um, to to. It, the variant itself is, is uh, simulating the Viking period. Yes? Yeah. It would be. What year was it set around, do you know? 
Uh, obviously, it's a while ago because there's no England. So it's pre-1066, but the Danes are in yeah, so France. Dane, so you know, so maybe it's around the 900s, early 1000s. So it'd be almost Dane law area here. Yeah, yeah, very Dane law so Yeah, yeah absolutely, you're right. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Nor- Norwegians. Which we sound like we know what we're talking about, don't we? Which colonised Ireland and, you know, <laughs> Dreamland. Um, and the Swedes had, you know, significant reach in through mm. the Dniper and the uh, the other one. Um, Jeez, geography lessons now. The only thing... I didn't I, know you knew much about Russian rivers. I, 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 I just kind of would love for there to be... For the, for the Vikings to have started in the Mediterranean with some fleets as well as raiders, you know, kind of like how the Mongolian variant starts off with a whole heap more units than you yeah. actually have supply centres. Yep. You can start off with a whole heap of neutral, or just like standing units yep. in the Mediterranean and the Black Sea as, you know, that they've reached reach the pinnacle of expansion. Do they continue their expansion or are they destined to become land powers and nations? Yep. Yeah, I think that would have been a really interesting way to explore this variant. Hey, let's use that as a segue. Is there any... I know um, the Mongolian variant was set up, obviously, within the um, Diplo lab, Diplo mail lab. Mm-hmm. Did, um, have you any thoughts on how to progress that one? Actually, there's another bloke who's decided to take that on. Oh, really? Work on it, yeah. Um, I'm just taking a step back from it. I don't want anything more to do with it and if this guy wants to work on it then because you didn't invent it, it did you know it's not it's not your variant you just kind of started no i did i invented it you invented it yeah um so i'm just taking a step back letting it evolve uh, as long as you get your name to. on it yeah it'll happen yeah yeah but you know he'll um he'll take that and run with it do you reckon he's going to pull it off it. Have you been, do you know much about that i think so you know if he's keen on doing it then yeah. do you know his name uh, we have to jump onto the Russian lab. No, it's okay. I just thought you might know at the top of your head. Not off the cagey. top of my head, but yeah, no, <laughs> not being cagey. No, he's uh, you know, keen on setting that up. And perfectly honest, I'd just be happy to have it out there if that, if if, if sorry, if they want to take time to do that. I've lost interest in developing it myself. No, that's cool. I was just interested because you know you touched on how some aspects of that were similar to what you thought maybe would be good in this. So, um, And that was, I mean, I was involved in one of those play tests years ago, and I thought it was a great little variant. You know, the idea behind, um, you had like, was it the Silk Road? It was almost like a super highway that allowed you to be able to traverse yeah. um, sections very, very quickly. Kind of not too dissimilar to... Um, is it colonial diplomacy where the, you had the Trans-Siberian hi- railway. Uh, railway, but only yep. the Russians can use that? Do you remember with the Mongolian one, could it, could any players go along the any Silk Road? Any could use it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Tristan's taking that on. Tristan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen so his to, work. To run with it, so, you know, we'll wait. Uh, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not in any rush to see it happen. Uh, it'll happen when it does happen. And when it happens, are you going to play a game? Yeah, I will, yeah. How many games in at the moment? One. one only game. one game? Only one game. Yep. Seriously? I'm serious. Jeez, you are yeah. really, really I've, pulling I've back. I've really dialed back on the amount of games that I'm playing at the moment um, because I just... Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not 
able at the moment with the workload to really give it justice. Yeah, yeah. look, I, I know what you're talking about because like I'm I'm I've I'm overcommitted in games at the moment without a shadow of a doubt. Having said that, give it a few weeks, you know, give it be um, I'm gonna say give it a month and then yeah, I'll probably be signing up to games like crazy. Because I'm in seven games at the moment, but and wait, waiting for one to kick off, um, which I'll, I'll kind of, I'll kind of, it's a, it's anonymous game, but I'll kind of let people know that I'm in it just for fun. The and that's the Pirates the one. Yeah. So um, we've only got like five players, so we're way short of it, and there's three days left to kick it off, and Ollie's oh. been promoting it, and all right, I might sign up. Yay! I'll sign up now. I'll do it now. <laughs> Signed up. <laughs> You know, so by any, okay, yep. So it would be good, yep. Kana, because It'd you be know good. we can stab each other and we won't know that won't we're stabbing have a clue each other. That we're actually doing that. Yeah. yeah. And by the time it opens, you know, the, the, the fact that we know that we're each inside that game will have no bearing. It's anonymous. I'm taking it. It is anonymous. Yeah. Your reliability rating's above ninety percent. I take it. I hope so. <laughs> Mine barely is. <laughs> Now, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about there? There was a couple of things I thought there was. Uh, well, we should probably get another drink, don't you think? I think we ought to. Because you kind of, you know, waved away the um, the table service before, but I think we need it. Do you need a, um, are you having another wine? Do you want to go to the beer? No, I'll go a wine. Wow. Okay, it's cool. too nice. It's too well, we'll just pause it and we'll be back in a second. There's a pause button. Okay, good, we're back. We're back. Uh, yeah, we haven't got our wines yet because it's table service, but we've asked for them. Um, yeah, we were just talking about the pet peeves, and before organising all this stuff... Oh, more towels, fantastic. Or two joining you when they arrive. Right. Two. No, oh, no, we, no, we, no, we, no, we need two more red wines. Cool. We'll have those and have the towels since I've reopened them. Sorry, I thought you said two more people were coming along. Sorry. No, no, no I said two more wines. Two more wines, I'll be right back. Sorry. Oh well, chilled towels. More towels. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, anyway, um, what were we saying? Uh, pet peeves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so when we were kind of planning this, I thought you when I said, "Oh, here's here's the the pet peeve," which was about NMRing, and I thought you replied back saying, "Yeah, yeah, I've got something. I've got I've got another one to add to that." Yeah, which is the variant I just spoke about. Yeah, but I thought you meant you had another peeve that you wanted to add to. Oh, come um, on, thanks. Yeah, no, not not really. I think I've covered that fairly well. Thank you. Oh, well. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, so I thought you had another one, but obviously not. You were just talking about the existing piece. I was talking about the existing piece. So in, in which case, I have show. found out that it was uh, Traumatizer who initially proposed that piece. So thank you, Traumatizer. Um, actually, it ties in nicely, I think, to a, well, not nicely, but it's kind of ties in to a certain extent with an email that we received uh, via the website from by the pseudonym of Bosch DeWalt. He Bosch. had he had a suggestion which, when I first read, I thought, don't we have that already? And it related to 
if you got to a stage where you think, I'm not going to win this game. There's no way I'm going to win this game. I'm not really interested in playing it anymore. How can I surrender? And um, initially I thought, well, well you've, got you've got a concede button now. But my reading of the way the concede button works is pretty much like, let's say, make it easy, classic board of seven players, uh, one player smashing the hell out of everybody, and six players go, well, whoever's left over go, we're clearly not going to win this. You're clearly going to win. Let's just save ourselves a few days and we'll just all give up. You know what I mean? And concede. And concede. So that's the way it works. You have to have everyone bar one hit concede. And the Is everyone bar one? Yeah, so the one that doesn't hit concede gets the win. Yeah, so... Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, that's how um, concede works. But what I was meaning was... Um, I think but you have to keep playing until everyone hits concede. Yeah, so I think what his suggestion was is that if you had some type of surrender button, where automatically... You just say, I'm not going to play anymore, and just put all of my units into hold. Right. Okay, yeah. So I can see some... It so saves an hit, effort rather well, okay. than MMRing, but... So if you hit surrender, you get removed from the game, your units go into um, hold. CD, civil disorder, holding yeah. pattern. Yep. You don't get hit with NMRs or CDs. Yes. And... Someone can come along and take over your position. Yes. As if your country wasn't civil disorder. Yes. If you hit surrender. How many people just hit that just to see what the hell that button does? Oh, I don't know. But they quickly learned. <laughs> quickly learned not to. Are you sure you want to surrender? <laughs> I wonder if there's a way to com kind of combine... Um, I like how you're not spitting anymore, you're just drinking the, no, um, the spritzer. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, I wonder if there's any way to combine the code that exists for neutral armies that support each other for if you hit surrender, all your units go into a holding fashion, but if they have an adjacent unit of their own type, they, they support, support holding. Because that would, would happen if you were to really go into but when, with the coding, is the coding currently, for, for something, that scenario you mentioned before, is it actually coded between named discrete centres? I'll use that one, the biking one as an example. Is that yeah. set up to be uh, Buddha, support hole, pest. Pest, support hole, Buddha. Yeah, ad infinitum. Yeah. Ad infinitum. As opposed to some other code, which would be uh, if player A has a unit within whatever adjacent thing then support hold that'd be a totally different set of code different yeah different set of equations but what happens with buddha and pest is that buddha doesn't support pest if someone else owns pest so there's an oh, if function okay there, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that makes sense um but yeah i uh, but it would be really cool if that what that code the algorithm could be created no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> no, just, yeah. just, just putting it out there. Um, yeah, no, look, honestly, I, I, it could have a place. I'd worry that a lot of players would hit that button at the first sign of um, problems in their game. They might just go, oh, I've been stabbed, bugger it, surrender. 
and walk away. So uh, there, there has to be some sort of there has to be some type um, of penalty. penalty maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's like a half penalty. And the reason like I say half that a, half a civil disorder, half a civil disorder penalty, because otherwise you're right, it would just encourage people to go ah fuck it out, and it wouldn't impact their reliability range, which wouldn't be very fair if that player then consistently consistently does that. Does that and then signs up to games that you know require a high level of reliability, and everyone has an expectation that no one's going to CD, no one's going to NMR. Yeah. Well, the other way you could do it is, you know, uh, a surrender. A surrender. A surrender rule. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, surrender data capture. You yeah. know, how many times that player if surrendered? If they surrender more than. You know, they've played 15 games. They've surrendered 14. You could use that as another um, way to create a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, so a player who's surrendered more than 50% of the time, no, we don't want that player. You could use that as another... And that's something, again, that's very cut and dry when it comes to code, so it could be could be done without... Oh, Provided you, you know what you're doing, yeah, and yeah. you're a developer, you can go, yeah, piss easy. You and me? Nah. <laughs> but, yeah, I wouldn't know where to start. But someone who knows their shit, they could get it done. I'm sure they would, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. Hmm. It's an interesting idea. I think it's got merit because I don't know if um okay. So this is my personal perspective. I don't know how often I would click on that because like even like in that furnace of affliction game where I'm clearly down to two or the Balkan games where I was attacked on a sort yeah. of, you know suicide run. There's a pleasure in doing that. There is. That's there right. Is. There it's is. Like there. screw you. I'm gonna screw it for everyone. There is a pleasure to it. There is. Um, but, like, I, I, I still go on the basis that, you know, you play to win, and if you can't win, you play to draw. And if you can't draw, you play to survive. So unlikely to survive, then screw the person who attacks you. This automatically just takes you straight from, I'm going to disregard, I'm not going to win, but I'm going to disregard those other two options and go straight to, I'm out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, look, there's always the hope. There's always hope. Yeah. Yeah. Now, players have come back. Remember, remember in that big, massive, um, what was the name of it? But basically, you know, that WebDip Championship, the 2012 WebDip Championship, one of our very first interviews. And one player for quite a while who survived, who made it to the, the final draw of the final three players or whatever, a number of places at various points of time were down like one or two SCs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so that, you can come back. the longest game of all time. Yeah. That one was, wasn't it? Yeah. Like by game years. Yeah. So it's possible. And that's, I mean, I always, even when I kind of go in to be someone's bitch, um, you know, you always think in the back of your head, mm. if, the, if the opportunity arises... That person might give me another supply centre and then I'm up with two... That's true. But also, there might be an opportunity to stab them if I think there's actually going to be better. Yes. Mind you, it usually probably doesn't work, but it's still there as an option. It is. It's always there. It always comes back. I think... Um, who was that fellow who wrote that, that, that book on diplomacy strategy? Who was that fellow? It wasn't Calhammer himself, was it? No. No, it wasn't Calhammer. It was I've seen this fellow. book. Um, I've got it at home. Do you? I do. Oh. I also have. Um, I also have the Playboy's book of games, right? Book of board games. Is that just for the? Um, and it's actually got just you know, for the articles. No, it's, it's literally a novel. It's like it's, it's, oh, small, okay. it's a novelette, and it's just about um, board games that people play. 
And one of the games that it showcases is diplomacy. And I bought that specifically because it showcases diplomacy. Not for the centerfold? No, centerfold. I told you, it's a little novelette. It's on, you know, it's like a, a pulp paper. So I'm just yeah. kind of just prodding you to see if I can kind of get a response. <laughs> no response there. <laughs> Who reads Playboy for the fans of the articles? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not Hugh Hefner anymore, obviously. Well, uh, recently they've just put a transvestite as their center pop. Really? Yeah. Okay. Each of their own. Each of their own. Very much. Good on them for promoting sexual diversity. I can't find this ga- this book you're talking about, but is it kind of like um, very monochromatic with its cover? It's like a, a book from the 70s or the 80s. Is that the one you're talking about? Oh, it's... Um, oh, God. I can't think of the name. I can't think of the name. You'll know it the second I say it. There's a big name in it. Um, 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 um. Talk about something else, and I'm going to... I'll have a quick Google search for it. So I'm trying to do, but okay. Um, so, yeah, whilst, whilst we were on that topic, or that, that uh, suggestion coming through from Bosch Duarte, um, he also kind of made a slight PS at the end of his message, saying that he uh, obviously was listening to the podcast at, at his work, um, and that whilst at work he laughed out loud, when Kana said that he asked Mrs. Kana to be interviewed for the podcast and she had told, told him to fuck off. <laughs> well, okay, so um, Mrs. Kana's American by birth and she's um, happily adapted to some of Australia's more uh, crass ways of saying things, yeah, colloquialism. And this was yeah, one of them. <laughs> that, that, that's one of them, yeah. I, I, got, I quite literally got told, you know, <laughs> not nine shades of shit that she's coming up with the show <laughs> for an interview. So, uh, there we have it, folks. <laughs> I don't think Mrs. Ambie's keen either, so there you go. Not going to happen? Nah, I kind of mentioned it once and, nah, don't think it's going to work. Um, I can't find the, the thing. I don't know what you're talking about, Kana. So, um,. I think that's all about we've got covered on the run sheet. Is there anything else? We, you rather, have uh, been talking to Ollie. Yes. And as part of my general conversations. Part of your general conversations. And we're hoping to actually be able to interview him. Indeed. Yeah. Um, we are not really sure on the format that's going to take at this stage. Of it the could day. be a written interview like um, we did with Flame, or maybe we'll organise something else with Ollie. Because the main thing, obviously, he's um, English isn't his first language. So, um, and you know, I think we want to make sure that he comes across the right way. It comes away that across the way he. I think talking to a couple of Australians who just kind of just start spinning yarns and talking shit won't work very well so I think if we um, have some ideas of what we want to ask him and kind of can prep in the middle of it that, that's the game that's the book yes yeah sorry so well let's finish what we're talking about here but yeah so um, I think the idea is any of the particularly the V diplomacy crowd anything that you'd like to ask Ollie maybe you can kind of PM Kane or I and 
we'll yes. have a look at it and we think if it's got some merit then we'll may we'll put it forward as a question drop a message at the uh, at the actual diplomacygames.com yes um, and we'll put that together so it could be anything like how what, what, what inspired you to want to make be diplomacy or um, well we know what your question is going to be then aren't yeah, we yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> and he's and he's out and I'm out for the count. What's your favourite variant? You know, how come we don't see you on actually playing games on beta phones? Yeah, there's a story behind that, but I won't ruin it for anyone. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, um, the, the 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 book that you were talking about before is I actually have seen this, but I thought it was um, it's not a cheap book, is it? It's like it's no longer in print. No, it's no longer in print. It's a game, it's um, the game of diplomacy by Richard Sharp. Um, I picked it up secondhand from a bookstore years and years ago. Really? I did. Where'd you find it? It was a secondhand bookstore in Bendigo of all places. Good one, hell. And I thought, was it in the game I, section or in the um, foreign affairs section? Oh, throwing it. It was actually in the military. Or history section. section. Military. It was in military. Um, military strategy. So <laughs> I just I remember seeing and thinking, uh, you know. I really enjoy playing diplomacy as a kid. I'll just pick that book up. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't um, very active in playing diplomacy online at the time, although I was still um, playing face to face diplomacies with, with friends um, at uni and college. Um, and I, I just I thought I'd pick that up and I've had it with me ever since. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever read it lately? Not lately, no. No. Yeah. Maybe you should. Why are you saying something? <laughs> well, you know, maybe I should read it. Maybe you should. It's all in PDF format. You can, you can uh, on the inter- it in on the internet. Because yeah. it was published back in 1979. So, ooh, jeez, Kana, you might be on a bit of a collector's item here. Oh, yeah? What's it going for? Well, according to uh, Amazon, it's um, a used acceptable conditions 176 bucks US. <laughs> Well, I'm not getting rid of it. Jeez. It goes up to 449. That's apparently for a brand new version. I don't know how it could be brand new. It must be like in its... Yeah, I'd be be a bit worried about that. I don't think it'd be that... But even though it's like the used very good is like 190 bucks. Yeah, right. Man, that's a collector's item. Right. Just go to show how rabid diplomacy collectors can be. How much did that board game go, like the Calhammer's original? Um, well, the oh, fuck, I can't remember now. It was a couple of hundred, a couple of grand? A couple of grand, easy. Yeah. So let's put that down. So, you know, I mean, look, guys, it, you know, we might be, you drunk. know, considered, we might be drunk, <laughs> you know, and we might be considered, you know, weird in our little spaces for when we go to work and they say, what did you do last night? And you can say, oh, well, I was playing diplomacy. And they look at you funny, but it's out there. There's a thing, you know. It's a. So you reckon you can just pick this up on PDF? Someone's like, you know, done a hack version somewhere as well. It is on PDF. Go to the diplomacy pouch. That's. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, it's all. Well, that's not a hack version, is it? Well, it could be. Yeah, no, it's all there. You oh, know. so you've so actually. So what's the URL for that? That's diplomacy. Oh fuck. Diplomacy-archive.com/slash. God.htm. It's not about you, is it? <laughs> You're a diplomacy god. 
It's a big, big photo of Kana. <laughs> oh, God, is, is an acronym Game of Diplomacy. Gotcha. Game of Diplomacy, yes, yeah. Very clever, very clever. Very clever indeed. Well, I don't think we've got anything else, have we? No, I think we should wrap it up. Yeah, we probably need to do, we need to get Ollie on or do something because it's been a little while since we've had an interview, so... That's right, yeah. Should have a chat. Um, yeah. So, send us your... Um, Send us your ideas, questions, mm-hmm. hate mail, all the rest. Yep. Love and, and kisses. Uh, love and kisses. So, all right. Well, cheers from the cellar door. I can't remember what the fuck it's called now. Cloakroom. The cloakroom. Cloak cheers from the cloakroom. And um, as always, sign up. Listen. Yeah. Um, actually, one thing I heard the other day, which was really, really interesting. Apparently iTunes have changed their little ranking algorithm and everything. No, so what's most important right now is subscribing okay. and just giving a five-star review. You, you don't even have to actually write anything. You just go, five stars, well, subscribe. Do that, do that. So just do, do that. that. It's yeah, like that, that takes two clicks. It's yeah. easy. It's easy, easy peasy. Easy, easy. So. You know, you, you put in a lot more effort clicking bloody orders. So <laughs> Look, it took me more time to find that name of that book that I couldn't remember. That's then true. it would take you to put a five stars and a subscribe. Awesome. Okay. Well, right. well, till next Cheers. time. Bye-bye. Bye.